<laughs> my name's Demi. And I'm Melissa. And this is the Beauty Beast Podcast. And once again, we're coming to you live from Demi's dining room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All the pets have eaten. I think we're slowly slowing down with the uh, crazy excitement. I'm currently watching my dog bite his paw. <laughs> Fine, Melissa. You know, it's just all- another day in paradise at the Montoya house. Yes. Hopefully we're so much closer to getting like the podcast room set up. I know the dogs are going to be devastated. I and know. Sunny, because Sunny came up and even gave you kisses today when you came in. I know. I felt so honored. <laughs> They're going to be sad when we're not here anymore. I know. It'll be much more peaceful in the mornings for... You and true, Juju, though. true. I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. The moment we get up and get going, there's no peace in our house. We love the chaos. Exactly. All right. So we're going to jump into Instagram today. Yes, because a lot is changing on Instagram. Yes, lots of shifts. Actually, Melissa gave me like a little breakdown of the blue check mark because yes. we all know that I'm a little bit more of a hermit when it comes to social media at certain <laughs> times. Um, so we were just chatting about the blue check mark before we jumped on. So I guess describe what exactly that verification means. Again, right. like you just did for me. <laughs> <laughs> so if you didn't know, um, Instagram, well, I guess their parent company is Meta now. Like yeah. you can pay to become Meta verified. Like the blue check mark, like before was for like public figures. So you would see them a lot like with like famous brands and like celebrities or people like that. But now you can pay $14.99, I believe, a month. And you can become meta meta verified, which means you get that little blue check mark next to your Instagram name. Um, I did it. So I pay for the fee. And then like what you do is you have to, there's certain requirements Like you have to have a picture of yourself that shows your face. Your full name has to be in your bio. So it couldn't just be like, oh, Melissa, nail artist. Like it has to be your first and last name. And then you also have to upload a picture of your government ID, which I know a lot of people are, you know, I've seen comments like that they don't like that, but that's how they verify you are who you are. And then what you get, what Meta has said that you get is you get customer service from them, from like an actual human if you need it. It protects your account from like hackers and people trying to impersonate you. And it also, you know, it verifies that you are who you are so that people, you know, who may be searching for you or whatever, they know that you are who you say you are. When they first announced it, they also said that increased reach would be included, but they dropped that, I believe. Yeah. So, I mean, for me personally, it took me so long to get my Instagram account where it is now. Um, So to me, $14.99 a month isn't a bad thing because I've known a lot of people that get their accounts hacked. I even saw like one nail influencer had her account hacked recently and to me it's worth the money for peace of mind yeah I completely agree I think that um with the whole description of what that means I think that it's you have to look at it like it's another investment in your business right so if you're using a platform to grow your business if you're you know continuing education and how to how to grow your business on that platform and you're putting forth that effort there right um, who's to say, I know, I know a lot of the girls at the salon book via di- direct message yeah. too. So it's technically part of their like booking um, necessities, right? Right, for sure. So uh, to me, that fourteen ninety nine a month when you're treating it like a business makes total sense. Of course, you and I were talking before and I was like, oh, I'd love to do it for my hats. Not that I wouldn't love to do it for my personal social media, but I mean, I think we're very honest on here that you and I kind of take different routes when it comes to our social medias. Um, And so I looked at it immediately more from like that hat side. Um, And you were like, well, you can only do it for like actual like humans, not like a business, which totally makes sense. But I was looking at it like, again, applying that thought process of the business behind it. So I think for 
1499 getting that protection is worth the investment in my opinion too right and it's not to say that you can't do it for a business but as a brand owner like what they said one of the requirements is your profile picture has to show your full face like no side profiles or anything like that and then in addition in your bio like i said you have to have your first and last name mm-hmm. so most people will have like the brand name or a description right. of the brand or their tagline so unless you want your brand like for example your plaid and pinned hat page you would have to take down the logo right it would have to be your face and right. somewhere in the bio it would have to have your full name so i understand why a lot of brands and businesses wouldn't want wouldn't to do want that. to do it but it is a good option if you right. do want to modify and change because like i know that like I mean, who knows? It's probably a conversation that Julian and I would continue to have because especially when it comes to like I communicate with all of my clients for my Mm -hmm. hair book, you know, via text message. Um, And that's what my clients are used to. And that's our point of communication mainly now. So but with our hats, like to apply that thought process there, like we do a lot of our business via direct message right. and we do a lot of our custom work on there and we are very dependent on social media to kind of get our our brand out there. So I definitely can see the plus sides of that where like, yes, it might be inconvenient to change it to your face. And th- this applies to like your beauty industry, you right. know, business pages too. Um, but if you really are pouring your your efforts and yourself into that page, you want to do everything you can to protect it. Exactly. Um, I think is like the most important part. So I think the fourteen ninety nine is worth it if you have a brand that you've really worked to build on there. And also if you are very dependent on like booking via direct message, I think that's a big part of it because if that's what your clients are used to contact wise, that's your preference contact wise, like that's your lifeline. So if you don't have clients numbers for whatever reason and you guys only communicate via direct message, like you need to make sure you never hit a hiccup. Oh, for sure. Um, And not only that, but like for future things that you do, like with your account, like moving more into like the education space and everything like that for me, mm -hmm. having connection with other nail techs. Oh, bless you. (laughs) (laughs) I could feel it coming. I was like, no. (laughs) But like having connection with other nail professionals and other professionals like in the community you know, all over the country, sometimes all over the world, then to have your account hacked and you no longer have access to that and you're starting over from square one and you're really depending on other people to help spread that word to get your account back. Right. I mean, I just, I see so many people going through it and I was like, yeah, $14.99 a month is worth it for that peace of mind. Yeah. And I also think, I mean, just like everything, when something like this comes out and there's the option for it, because previous to this, there was really no customer service. That's what we would hear every single time. We would see somebody in our industry Mm -hmm. with their Instagram hacked. I mean, even other influencers from different versions and things like that, you see it. So, um... I do think now, especially because there's that upcharge option, I think you're going to find if you don't have it and you maybe run into it, there's going to be even less help than there was minimal help, it sounded like before, from all the stories we've heard. But I foresee there being even less help for for those who don't have it now that there is the option to have it, which I feel like you usually see anytime there's like an upcharge available in any business. Yeah. Um, But I definitely think that it, there's a value in it. And, you know, speaking honestly in the beginning, not knowing the full context of it, uh, people who don't get Instagram as a business world. And I'm talking about the people who are like, even looking at influencers, like, for lack of better words, let's call them haters Mm because that's what they are. Like, oh, I would love to wake up and just take pictures of myself every day. Like those people who don't understand social media from start to finish, um, 
they think that like, oh, the $14.99 just bought you a blue check. But right. no, it bought you a lot more. And Julian and I were actually just talking about it the other day because, you know, you see those quick things when you scroll and that's what it says. Yeah. So you're, you, but having the business mind side of social media, you know there's more than nobody's spending you know, $15 a month just for a blue check. There's more that's involved yes. in it. Um, and I do think that looking at it from that side, like it, it's got value. And I think if you are functioning with your business on any social media platform, if there's an option to protect you, you need to invest in it. Well, and it's also true, you know, anytime Instagram rolls out any sort of new feature, mm-hmm. they want you to use it. Yes. So, I mean... Does the blue check get you more reach and they're just not advertising it because you're using their fancy new feature? I don't know. I'm not. I have to wonder if they probably took that off because I think that that's. Well, then you're paying for for a larger reach. And I think. Which I think they got a lot of backlash. That's exactly why I think what happens every single time. Like I think that. I mean, if you think of the evolution of social media, like when people weren't posting like that it was ads, people were mad. And then remember, like, it yeah. changed and the rules changed that you had to post that it was a sponsored ad. Yes. Um, so I think each time, like, it feels like there's a lack of authenticity. Mm-hmm. It kind of lands different for people with social media. And I think that anytime there's the thought that investment leads to more engagement, there's also, like, anger with that. But let's be honest, most likely there is. Well, for um, sure. I feel like if I'm going to spend the extra money a month, they're probably going to push my social media up more in comparison to others. Right. And I can't say like 100% it have I experienced more reach or has my content changed since I did the blue check mark? I, I'm not 100% sure. Um, maybe I've been more consistent. Yeah. You know, I've been more... Well, it may be something that, like, with now having a monthly charge, you're not right. going to let it kind of fall to the wayside exactly. so much if now you're adding that into your QuickBooks as one of your business expenses. Right. And it's, you know, it's a way of holding myself accountable, just like, right. for example, that's why I hired a nutrition coach, because if I'm paying for it, I'm going to use it. Right. So, so I think it almost like... mindset. Yeah, I think it comes back to that same thing. I think that's a good point, too, because, like, that additional cost, it should really click your mind into thinking like damn yeah I don't want to waste my money business (laughs) Um, which is always my argument like and I even say it like don't get me wrong like I would be devastated I I can't even imagine what we would do like with we've talked about this so many times which is why we did the the um hat or platinpin.com and we have our website running now but um even still, people lean into social media first. They want to reach out directly to you on social media. And I've said it multiple times. Like, what if Instagram went away tomorrow? Like, what would we do? People would find us because of our name. But I like when something goes wrong or people are angry with social media and they say their engagement shifted or this or that, like that's kind of the risk of the game yeah. with social media. Like when you invest heavily into that side, um, you take that risk like at the end of the day. And I yeah. always say this every single time we get mad. We're living rent free in their world, right? Exactly. So if this is the first time we're given the opportunity to pay rent and you get a little bit with paying rent and now your voice is a little bit more valued, then I think it's great. Like, I think that it's definitely important when you're bringing your business to the table I agree. with them. And I think that if there's that opportunity and your voice can be valued and heard. So if there's issues, there's customer service on the other side. I think it's an invest- investment that's a no brainer. Well, and you touched on like a really important point too. Like people are always upset when the algorithm changes. Mm-hmm. Like social media is going to evolve as yep. we all evolve yeah. and ha- like how people interact and use social media. Mm-hmm. So gone are the days where you could post this beautiful flat lay on Instagram and get like thousands of likes on it like those days are gone like the curated feeds where everything is like perfect and like yeah the like tones and the presets like, are perfect yes. and you would like pop in these like random like right. vibey photos in between exactly like, like gone are those days because it shifted like i think we've almost, evolved yeah i think a lot of tiktok has spilled over into instagram yes. um i do think that like 
while I'm a willing participant in like TikTok's presence, um, I think that you definitely gain traction on TikTok. And I'm not saying that you don't, but my personal finding is while traction's gained on TikTok, because we have both, Mm -hmm. um, I feel like there's more of a serious business clientele on Instagram. I don't right. know if you would agree or disagree. I mean, I don't know. For me, I've tr- dabbled my toe into the TikTok yeah. world, but then I don't know. I don't know if anyone else is currently following Kate Gate on TikTok. Like stuff like that will pop up yeah. and it and then terrifies like, me. I'm like, oh, nope, I'm never posting on it TikTok. It does feel like a lot. Um, and, and even for instance, for us with hats, like... I never rarely get troll comments just because that's not really like the type of brand we, um, Mm -hmm. you know, step into when it comes to that. And uh, we don't really offer any room for that with our content because it's just solely us creating. Right. Um, But the times I have had like, I guess I'd probably say like one and a half troll comments other than the other day when we had that loopy doopy lady. Yeah. They've been on TikTok. Like, I don't know what it is, but there is a different level of, like, comfort to just be a little more hateful on there. Like, I can see where when you pop and you boom, you have so much support. But I feel like there's a bigger tax to pay with the hate. And I have to say, I do think of the two, in my opinion, and this might make me sound like an old lady, but I think it's a little bit of a younger demographic and speaking candidly I think that's why you see more hate although sometimes it's like the 50 year old Karen but um I think (laughs) like maturity wise there's a point in your life where like you don't realize that like saying things like on social media actually there's a person on the other side Mm -hmm. of it and I almost think that like Instagram kind of used to be that way too and in time it kind of evolved past that like there's still like hater comments but not at the same of course there's all magnitude yes there's always going to be those comments on any social media platform right that you use. right I don't care what it is but I do understand like I, I I definitely see there's a different level of comfort on TikTok like yes. I think that there is more of this like hunger and fight for content no matter what it is at any time so if it means dogging you for for content yep like they'll dog you for content yeah and like I don't know I am not like savvy in the TikTok world like I kind of like being quiet on TikTok but like Instagram I feel very comfortable well I think that it it goes back to exactly like what you want your demographic to be right um personally from building on on Instagram, I just prefer like when we were really like pouring in and dumping into that, like I prefer that kind of structure. Yeah. Um, not that I, you get what I'm saying. I like know when I was mean. like building, yes. cause we were just talking about this the other day. Like when I, when I was building, like my life was social media between like Facebook and Instagram. I kind of like did Facebook to suffice like, right. And to like do what I needed to do. But Instagram like was really my wheelhouse. I can see where like girls or men coming into our industry now probably look at like TikTok as like tick. Morty's really passionate about this conversation too. <laughs> I can see where probably like that younger mindset probably looks more to TikTok in yes. certain ways. So maybe we're like the Facebookers, of, right? We're the um, whole generation of social media. Yeah, I just and I do think there's like a lot of great things that come with TikTok. I just um. I don't know. Like I'm still at a place of kind of kind of figuring it out. Like I do really enjoy now with like CapCut. Like you know how you were. Wait, it is CapCut. Yeah, it's yeah. CapCut. Like so, that's and like, the other one too. Um, like I use InShot for like the editing of the reels and stuff, and. it's so much easier with InShot, which you told me about InShot too, but that one is so easy because like there's no watermark. Like 
Because they always say like you don't really want to like spill your content over from one platform to the next with a watermark of either one. Yeah. Um, and there's ways to get rid of them too. Like InShot, you kind of have to edit it down like once you save it, it to Like crop it down just a smidgen. And then CapCut, like CapCut will automatically pop their watermark in at the end. But yeah. I found if you just click on that, you can delete it and get rid of it. Okay, and get but, rid of it. Yeah. yeah. So I used InShot for a long time to edit reels and any sort of video um just because that's what I was comfortable with Mm -hmm. but then um like the TikToks or the reels that you see with like the the little people on it yeah like you can hear their like what's his name eating the sandwich yeah the one that we did yes um they're all done with cap cut and I couldn't figure it out for the longest so I felt like a total Gen Zer when I figured that out I was like oh look at me but there like there's tips and like there's ways to do it to make so, that content that people want that, so bad. And, right. And cause now you see a lot of like repetitive content between yes. the two social media platforms. So like, that's what I was, I was saying with, with, um, the editing with InShot, like that makes your life a lot easier that that video is done and then upload the same content to each. So like now what I do is like I'll upload like that custom hat or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, Cause I'm only like, I'm on TikTok only for our hats. I right. don't do like any hair on TikTok or anything like that. Um, so what I'll do is I'll take that video that I've already worked down the caption and I've worked down all of that. And I literally just copy the caption to bring that over. I'll try to find the same sound on Inst- on TikTok, but if I can't, like I'll right. try to find something similar vibe wise, and then I post it on there. So I think if you can find ways to like kind of duplicate your content, um, if you if it's something right. that's that makes sense on both sides, like right. then I think that's kind of your best way to still feed the beast. If it's yes. not something you're into that you don't align creatively fully maybe with that platform like that's your way of like still getting out there if that makes sense right and like the thing with again like even tiktok and instagram reels you know both of the platforms they want you to obviously edit in in app like Mm -hmm. meaning you don't edit in in shot or cap cut or anything like that um does it make your life a little bit more annoying when you need to post content yes but then like the algorithm knows when you've done that or not yeah um what the algorithm does not like is for you to post a reel you know to instagram Mm -hmm. and then save that reel to your phone because then if you notice it'll either have like that instagram watermark watermark or the tiktok one yeah and then post it to another platform Mm -hmm. like it's almost like don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I think that's kind of like, yeah, that's like the like, big, like, no, I don't no. want to say that's old news, but yeah, I feel like by now most people know that. Yeah. It's kind of like an understood thing, but it almost like if you notice when you do try to even save it, it doesn't save at like the greatest quality. Yes. Um, it's a little more grainy, which is why like for me, like convenience wise with like the duplication of like, or needing to post on multiple, I'll just use the InShot and like if I sacrifice a little bit of my engagement for that. Exactly. It's all what works for you and just finding what you need. Yeah, you definitely have to find what works. I think that, you know, what I will say with with hairstylists and what I see like as far as like the TikTok industry um, is there's a lot of quick education. Like there's a lot of conversation that happens on um, TikTok. And I'm not saying it doesn't happen on Instagram, but the people that I do follow on both platforms, I do notice a big difference between their two social medias. Mm-hmm. They treat Instagram almost like the suit and tie. Place. Right. I don't know if you'd like. Right. Like, it's very, the office. Like, yes. And then it's like TikTok, that, TikTok is like the where weekends. they let down. The, they're like this bitch. Like they're like. <laughs> so it is interesting because there is definitely a difference between the two. Um Well, and I think that there's probably a difference because like with that mindset, like if Instagram is quote unquote, you going into the office for your nine to five, you're working to really attract clients or, you know, educate clients or something in that nature. So you don't want to be 
I mean, and I don't want to say that people put out client bashing reels or TikToks, but you almost don't want it to be taken the wrong way. In the wrong way. And I, yeah, I do feel like maybe on on TikTok, like it tends to be more on the side of... um, like you're going to, as a hairstylist, I'm going to follow you as a hairstylist. Right. Like to hear your content. Where like on Instagram, I feel like a lot more clients follow you yes. as a hairstylist. Yes. Like I do see the difference between the two platforms for that. Like Right. Like I posted um, a reel not that long ago. It was like a funny one saying like insinuating that I'm not into like doing French or anything like that. And all of my clients, because they know that French is not like my favorite, favorite thing in yeah. the world to do, like they thought it was hilarious. Right. And, you know, like obviously other nail artists like posting it and things of that nature. Um, so I think like that kind of tone yes. is sort of okay. But then sh- it's funny because I feel like if you were to post that on TikTok, I do definitely think would be like, well, I'll take my business elsewhere. Like it, I read those right. comments Like I do it. too. Like and even like, for lack of better words, like sometimes I read them and I'm like, shut the fuck up. Right. Like that sounds yes. so horrible. No, it but doesn't. it's like everything is something. Like I see that like tumultuous like. Well, and then for a while, I don't know about in the hair industry, but like in the nail industry, like posting like sets that you did, it's like how long they took and how much I charged on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You would get other professionals being like, oh my gosh, I need to raise my prices. And then like having that whole conversation or, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I wish I could get my prices there or yeah. something like, or other people being like, girl, you need to charge more. Whereas on TikTok, I feel that when those videos get posted, it's like, I would never pay that. Right. And it's like, okay, so don't go find somebody else in your price range. Like, it's not. Yeah, that's always like the difficulty for me. Like, I ended up like the the troll comment that we had on there um, the last time I just, I responded to and then I immediately was like, why did I respond? And then I just deleted it. Right. But it was like, <laughs> she commented this fucking loony tune commented like because we were posting the hats we were doing for our drop and it was Mm -hmm. like another beautiful hat ruined with a pattern underneath and blah blah and like went on for like a whole paragraph and I was like uh you know what's the beauty of this you don't have to buy the hat and you can also keep scrolling but then I deleted yeah. it because I was like why am I responding to this woman like with no profile picture with no post exactly no nothing um but I do definitely see like it's like weird but it's like I I stopped with Facebook personally um I didn't feel like it was like the kind of like the area of people I was looking to build my business in. So I kind of stopped pouring into Facebook pretty quickly on. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I definitely still did, but it wasn't like at the capacity that like I was, you know, feeding Instagram. And um, I, I stopped because I felt that same energy from Facebook. Like I felt like, well, for lack of better words, I don't want to villainize, you know, these poor Karens that are kind people that just happen to be (laughs) named Karen. But we all know what the word Karen means in today's version. I felt Facebook was very Karen-y. Yes. And at certain times, I feel that TikTok is like there with Facebook. Right. Just in a different way. It's just... It's just a different generation. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it just feels a little... Right. And... You know, you said it best, like you just delete and move on. Yes. Like usually I think, I mean, this was kind of wrong of me, but you know, whatever engagements, engagement, like I had on one of my pictures, it was this profile and it, it just, it was one of those spammy profiles and was like, send us a DM or something like that. And I always look at them because I'm like, what the hell is this? Yeah. And like the profile was of a lady's butt cheeks in like a thong bikini. And then as I'm scrolling down, it's like all of these like super sexualized pictures of women. I know. Like it happens every so often. It's very strange where you're like, how did I end up on your? Exactly. So (laughs) I just responded to the comment and I said, I don't think I'm the kind of content that you're looking for. (laughs) (laughs) And they responded and they're like, we were just trying to help promote you. I'm like, 
you have naked ladies all like yeah, half naked women nails. and like, I, like this is worlds here these are spring nails like but, I, why yeah like but you know whatever like I think you I know mean, that's the always beast like, like that is fun. fun like that's yeah I mean that's a little different I I remember the first time that like I brought up troll comments and you were like oh my god yeah I get them because I like I am so sensitive so like I spiraled <laughs> and I was like oh my god like freaking out um and so when I told you, you were like, yeah, like I got like, I didn't you tell me somebody commented up like throwing up emojis yeah. on your picture one time? Oh, yeah. I think what annoys me about that is like, I could just never imagine doing feel that. It. Yes. It's <laughs> like, I just, I think that's the thing that rattles me to the core with it is well, like, do you it, like sip your morning coffee and you're like today? But there's Who a difference. Am I like, troll? I'll be scrolling through Instagram or whatever social media, and I'll see a set of nails sometimes, or hair, or you know, shirts, yeah. or whatever it is, and I'm like, ooh, I yeah. wouldn't. That's not my jam. But yeah, like, never would I. Like, and I just keep scrolling. Right. But never would I sit there and be like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna give her four stick emojis and tell her that these are ugly. Right. <laughs> like, like so what does weird that matter? Like, I just don't understand it. Like, we were talking about that the like not that exactly, but just like society in general. My client and I the other day, and um, I I said something and it kind of ties into the same thing but not let's like maybe a little bit of a squirrel moment that I'm having but we were saying like there's a huge difference between being offended like genuinely offended right and like you not liking something in your world like right. being offended and it being offensive and you not vibing with it are two drastically different things. hundred like, percent. But the problem is, is we're evolving as a society and all of us are becoming more and more self-focused. So it's like, it's like having a teenager right now. Like, right. <laughs> so mentally <laughs> at her age in teenage world, like not, and this is not villainizing her because we were all at the same stage yes, in, we were in our all life. 17 when at one you're point. 17, you, it's very hard to see too far outside of your world. Yes. Like it's a little mind blowing when you apply to colleges and you're like, there's that many people wanting to do the same thing as me. Like I remember feeling those same things. Like you're like, there's a whole world of people outside of my high school. Like right. it's like, you're like, what? Yes. I almost see like, but the thing is, is like we're raising her to evolve past that to understand like all right you're gonna start to get out there you're gonna meet a lot of people trying to fight for the same things as you how are you making your mark like you can support others like but I see almost like a bunch of people reverting back to their 17 year old selves never yes. <laughs> not realizing like we are all doing our own thing right. I can cheer you on and tell you to get a girl and that still means my cup's full too and I don't need to comment troll comments on anybody's pictures like exactly I just don't or like content like I will never understand anybody who feels comfort in doing that like I just no I don't either I'm not an audience it. to it I do have to say that like um I don't think feeding the beast with people like that helps anything. And no. I think that like, um, oh, <laughs> Theo just tried to jump up to sit oh, with you yeah. and completely belly flopped. Okay. Um, this is right around the time in our, our episode when Theo's like, let me sit with Melissa. Exactly. We're about 30 minutes in now. Yes. And he's like, you've ignored me for 30 minutes. My whole thing goes back to the same thing. Like when there's that much toxicity feeding in like and commenting or um, like adding to it, even if you're trying to add positivity to be like, you should be nice, like love and light. It's not registering with certain people, no. like people that are comfortable enough to to post troll comments and stuff on social media. They don't care that you were wanting to encourage them with love and light. Like no. they don't give a fuck if they're comfortable it's enough true. to come and throw up emojis. They don't care about your love no, and light. They like, don't. Not at all. And they don't care about anything that you say back to them because they're going to spin it in a negative way. Right. And I End think, of story. Like, and, and so it's hard. And I, I do think like we maybe got a little passion about this little nugget of the topic. But it's definitely a scary thing to get into when you're 
pouring yourself into social media, building your business, building your brand. And like, you're so passionate and like, when you're somebody that encourages other people to do the same thing, it's very jarring when you get that first yes. moment of like somebody who doesn't know you from Adam, just like throw up emoji. Yes. <laughs> like you're like, whoa, like, but I think the best thing that we could say advice wise is just don't feed into it. Like it's yeah. not worth it. Like I, I even, I've even said this in past episodes when we talk about social media, about how it kind of used to be like, about posting our policies. Yeah. There was definitely a season when we opened our suites where like um, that was like in the time of like everything needed to be posted on social media. So like. Well, and that was we talked about that in the last episode. That was kind of like before the evolution of booking systems, getting emails. Like so the way that we could get out those mass messages was Was through social media. Right. On on our Instagram stories. But it would almost like border into the point of like, oh, I wonder what happened today. Because Demi would be, you know, I might post like, from here on out, 50% deposit. If you're not going to show up to your appointment, blah, blah. Meanwhile, everyone else is like, ooh, who didn't show up? Yes. And I even (laughs) think that like, as like we've matured, I think we both can agree that like, there's not even like the necessity or need for that on your social media page. Because I do think you should keep it consistent to who you are now at the same time if like consistent to who you are is being like a tough bitch like right be that tough bitch I'm not saying you shouldn't and I'm not saying bitch in a negative way I mean it in like a positive light in that sense where it's like okay you want to like you know you're talking like a little more like I ain't the fucking one and that's how you're going to do it. And like, that's what your brand is going to be. Then that's the people that you're going to market to and build off that business. Just in my personal experience for my own mental sanity too. Right. (laughs) For me, treating it like positively myself is just what makes social media remain in my life in a positive manner and not consume me or make me kind of spiral if that makes sense no for sure and you know I mean it kind of is what it is like I don't necessarily agree like you said with posting policies or like hosting as of this such and such date my prices are going Mm -hmm. up here's the new price like I personally don't agree with that but if it works for somebody else yeah then do it like I post my prices so that yeah. they're on my Instagram. So if or when I'm able to, you know, take new take clients, new clients know what to expect. I have a place to refer them to other than my website. Cause you know, if they're clicking on and off, you're, you're going to lose their attention. Um, so I do post it in my highlights just as an FYI or whatever, but any communication between me and my clients happens through email yeah, or in person, like, like especially for policy changes or pricing updates. Like to me as a new client, if I'm scrolling through stories and I see that there's a price increase happening, but okay. So for example, let's say today is what? Uh, April 25th. So let's say as a new client. Scott's drop tomorrow in case anybody's into the shoe game on here. You're so funny. (laughs) (laughs) So today is April 25th. Let's say I'm a new client and I have an appointment booked on May 10th that I just made two days ago. And then today I see like, oh, as of May 1st, new prices. And I'm like, okay, well... I was comfortable with the old prices, not necessarily the new ones. Mm -hmm. So I don't, you know, like that's going to happen either way. But to me as a new client, that would be kind of off-putting. Like a lack of, of, of right. And if we've communicated and because a price increase isn't just something that you woke up one day and were like price increase, baby. Yeah. It's usually something that you've thought about and everything like that. So during our discussions of booking this appointment, as a client, I would be appreciative if that person would be like, hey, listen, I haven't announced this yet, but as of May 1st, my prices are going to change from X you know, to Z. So if you do see it, just be known, like you're booking your appointment after the price increase. So this will be your new 
you know, price increase or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think that like that, that's where it comes back to like the personalization or feeling like to me at this point, I don't think like social media, as far as like Instagram is concerned, is that same level of like contact with your clients than it started out being before it was like you were you were kind of communicating directly with your clients more Mm -hmm. and I think we've all evolved to like it being a mix of like clients and people following you because they like your services you provide and then people in the industry following you because they like what you produce too so it's such a mix that I think using that platform to communicate directly with your clients is not really like the best usage of the tools we have access to well and that's the thing like every like portion of the population of people who follow you you can view them as a client right because if you're just starting out in the industry like we have Allie in the salon who's Mm -hmm. just starting out in the industry Everyone is a client to her. Yes. You know, she's trying to build that clientele. Um, even Bella, her right. her social media, she wants to attract new, you know, new clients or root anything retouches. like root retouches. So, you know, your social media is different. My clients are, yes, potential new clients if I can fit them in whenever I can. But also clients of mine are fellow Neil Techs. Like mm-hmm. if I'm offering a class, like right. I want to attract them in with There's my professionalism. Mix. Right. So when you look at social media like that and as everyone as a client, you can target your content to each group of clients. So sometimes like when I post, I will post a client, you know, a actual nail client education, like, oh, use your cuticle oil. This is the benefits, yada, yada, yada. But then the next day I might be teaching a technique. Which goes towards a little bit of a different Which goes towards my fellow nail techs. And then some days it might hit both because I just felt like posting a funny reel. Right. So like when Bella was looking to get more root retouch clients and she was like, I don't know what to do. I need more root retouches. You know, I looked at her and I was like, well, what is your social media show? And she's like, right. And she's like, well, all of my blonding services. I'm like, well, you're telling people who want root retouches that all you do are blonding services, like any sort of Mm -hmm. blonding service. So how do I know if I'm just looking for somebody to go to every six weeks to maintain my base color, Mm -hmm. I'm going to look at your social media and say, well, she doesn't do root retouches because she only does balayage. And, And so I told her, I'm like, you need to film doing a root retouch and Bella's reaction was like but it's such a simple service right right it's like such a simple service I'm like right but as a root retouch client it's not a simple service because I need you to match the color my former stylist did because I don't know a fuck about a formula I don't know what that means but that's your expertise so I want to see that you are capable of doing that and she's like, well, I never thought about it that way. So the next time she had one of her regulars in for a root retouch, she filmed it, made yeah, a couple did a of reels, video. and she gained new root, root retouch retouches. clientele from that. Yep. So if you're not putting out there what you want, people don't know that you offer it. I think that almost goes into like that other bullet point that we had like discussed, which was like IG versus reality mm-hmm. with like services, right? Um, being considered and that is a big topic like I think we can all agree like sometimes like for you on your nail side of things I would say it's probably more to do with like a nail art post or a a basic color maybe well I mean it can go both ways because there are some nail art looks that people are like I want this and it's like yeah your book for 15 minutes of nail art like like that's that's not going to happen that's not gonna happen like this needs to be pre-planned and we need to have discussions beforehand but same thing um you know with single colors like Mm -hmm. listen there are some beautiful like Russian style manicurists out there that I mean even make I'm like, damn, that is a beautiful color. Right. And you like know. the cuticles are clean. Oh my and gosh. Like yeah. Everything so is just, it's about like what you're marketing to at exactly. those moments. I think previously, like with content, like for me too, like you lean more into like the balayage or the foilage because that's just 
the best pictures of all the things. Well, and it's the waves and right. And, um, uh Oh, did he leave you with something? Oh yeah. Theo decided to poot right on me. Oh, that is so (laughs) nice. Beautiful. And then get down. (laughs) And then he's like, Oh, I got to go. It's rude. (laughs) Um, my dogs are really just showing out today. Um, but no, I, I feel like we always like would push towards like our foliage pictures, things like that, because well, they're vibey. They're like what everybody wants to see. But no, like for instance, for me, like reds and coppers are like a big thing that I love, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I've been very open about that for years. Like, so I will post about those too. And it's good to add in that content, even when it comes to like a root retouch. Mm-hmm. It's not just about the root retouch, but it's the other services you're providing with the root retouch. So if I'm, you know, doing like I, I, I did Jordana's hair, you know, mm-hmm. the other day and she's gone to me. She's one of my really good friends. Um, so I've been doing her hair since I started doing hair. Right. Um, we mainly keep her red like for a little while we've changed it up but we always tend to go back to red and um I've kept her formula consistent with like small different changes as we've gone when it calls for it so you're not talking about a service that's like very complicated speaking candidly um but I like recorded myself doing her full pull through the other day and you know then we did a conditioning treatment we styled it and we blow dried it and but that other part it's not just about the color but what about that style and the blow dry so like she leaves with beautiful hair so now if i'm a root retouch client i'm gonna be like well i'd like my hair to look a little nice not just like somebody slapped on color and gave me a basic blowout you know so then you make yourself more marketable right there like even though it's just a root retouch i mean i did do a full pull through on jordana that day but what about the shine that you see after? Right. What What about those red drops that I added in, like in the beginning of my reel? Oh, what was that? Because sometimes my, maybe somebody watching is like, you know, my red kind of feels meh sometimes when my colorist retouches it, you know, like right. what are those drops that she added in? Maybe that's something I can utilize. Like everything's content and even the most basic services, like sometimes the most basic services doing them so well and doing them really cleanly and straightforward is appreciated far more than you realize. And that content's going to reach somebody too. Well, and you touched on an important point. Like when you were filming that content, you filmed like applying the color. You Mm -hmm. filmed you mixing a color. You filmed a conditioning treatment and you filmed a blowout and finished style. You filmed four or five different pieces of content. Mm -hmm. If anyone tells you that it is not okay to reuse content, you need to not listen to them ever again. Because I will film a full service and there's like six or seven different pieces to that service. Mm -hmm. Who says that I have to post all of those pieces as one like massive chunk of content? Yeah. I break them up. Now I have content for six or seven days each one with a different caption. Maybe it's educating. Maybe we're laughing about something. Maybe it's, you know, like I've posted content recently where I was, I was like into this look and I was filming it and I was doing it on my own nails. I didn't hit record for the half of it. And then when I did hit record, not only was it then recording in slow motion, my head was in the frame half the time. Yeah. And you know what? I still use that as content to be, sometimes we fuck up. And, and sometimes you have to be real about that too. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, people don't want to see this perfectly curated social profile anymore. They right. want to see that you're Some human. Realness. They want to see that you are an actual human who they can relate to. Like mm-hmm. my clients, like when they saw that, like when they were coming to services, they were like, oh my God, had you not had your call? Like we were laughing about it. And it was like something it. to laugh about. And I think that that's the thing too. Like when I say that, like you're not just communicating with your clients, when I said that before, what I meant is you don't want to limit yourself to one demographic. You exactly. know what I'm saying? You want to be able to talk to everybody. But at the end of the day, everybody who's following you is in, engaged and interested in your content and what you're doing. You probably think that people aren't. Like, I mean, at least like I know that I always think that. I mean, well, 
if you follow me like every so often you're like oh she does hair and in between that it's very clear I have animals (laughs) that's mainly my entire Instagram story but um you know like even with that like it's like my clients come in and like I'm not scared to share my life on there my clients come in and we talk about the things they see even when it comes to that or they talk to me about the hats they talk to me like we were just talking about this the other day like I feel like for me my social media kind of shifted when I started pouring myself into business different business avenues and speaking candidly I still struggle with like did I make the right decision like not I don't not did I make the right decision as far as like what we own in like our industry, but like should I have kept on with like leading myself just into hair on that page and kind of just stuck to that path and not done what Mm -hmm. I did? And like I think that kind of almost goes into like some of the conversations about imposter syndrome and the weird things that like exist when you have a presence on social media. Um, But like each project I've had – it's kind of like where you'll see like when when it's like my my business baby you really see me heavy on that portion of my content going towards that so like if you were following me during the cabin process like a lot of my content was cabin based because that was my business baby at that point when we were starting the hats a lot of my content was um hat based because that was kind of like the business baby I was nurturing at that point um and then like I'll kind of always like float back into hair and like when there's peace then I'm going back into that direction I am not saying that like that's for everybody because I do think it kind of changed my following where I kind of like dip into so many different markets that my page becomes a little more focused on my life and not so much about just doing hair Mm -hmm. right But if you're somebody like me that doesn't want to just work behind the chair, not that that's a bad thing to be clear. No, but you're branching out. Right. Nothing wrong with that. Right. Like I just, it, so for me, there is definitely that feeling that I enjoy having my cups filled in multiple ways, but I always know that like my home base is hair, right? Right. And I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. And like, you never have to apologize or anything like that for the content that you post. Um, you just have to know that like, there's a decision to be made there. Right. And when you're not focusing on just one market. Right. And then whatever direction you choose to steer into, like no matter what the content is, you have to, you know, you kind of have to, I totally just lost my train of thought. (laughs) (laughs) It happens. But, you know, you have to like kind of shift that as well. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, when I started, you know, teaching nail classes more, like I couldn't just post a picture of pretty nails and be like, right. Follow me for more life hacks. Right. I had to actually show this is why you should take a class for me. This is why you know, like, Mm -hmm. here's my 10 years of knowledge and everything that I'm giving you. And this is why, you know, X, Y, and Z. So people can build that trust and like relationship with you. Like when I was talking about like posting the content that was filmed in slow motion with my head in the way, right? like I forget exactly what the caption said, but like so many of the comments were like, Oh my God, girl, same. Like that's the worst. And you know, it's really refreshing. I think for people to see you be human sometimes. Exactly. And then, you know, then you're having conversations and it's like, yeah, I totally had to redo that. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was so excited to film this, but of course, you yeah. know, I have to pivot now and it's I have true. a plan B and yeah. you know, that's fine. And people enjoy seeing that, right? you know, and you have to you remember like in social media, gone are the days are these sterile flat lay, like curated posts. People want to see that you're human. People want to see that you're a real person who makes real mistakes or has real successes. That's how we connect. And that's how you foster relationships. Right. Like, and I think that, um, that's where like your Instagram stories, like are a really great thing. Cause like, that's always where like, you can kind of like 
personalize it a little you bit can. more. Um, where it's like, even if something silly happened that day, like it, as silly as like, I don't know, something. You're dropping pink butterfly glitter all over the floor when you're trying to rearrange right. your <laughs> magnetic glitter board. Right. Oh, like, crazy. <laughs> like those types of things are like what, you know, make people laugh or they make people like realize like okay you're lifing in between you know what I'm saying exactly and like like, it's okay to show that side of things and and um I don't know like I've I've had definitely certain times in these last few years where like I hermit away like dealing with certain stuff then I'm like I go like silent but I always feel like when you lean into social media and that positive light, which kind of goes back to what I was saying with like the troll stuff, like when you lean into it in a positive manner and it's from a place of like excitement and happiness, I think you'll find that like a lot less toxic waste kind of comes along with it. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, We're like, like, yeah, I don't get a lot of negative comments, but I and think usually that, if yeah. I do, you know, like, just like you were saying before, like when you got like the first one, you're like, Oh my God. I'm like, yeah, I get them. I delete them and I move on. I yeah. usually screenshot them and laugh Giggle. at them. And then you're like, then all right, like, okay, whatever. I don't Who cares? care anymore. Right. Like, you don't have to like me or my content or my nails or my business or anything like that. But you know what? There's however many followers I have that do like it. Right. So- and I think that that's like the most important thing. I think social media, it it can take a big mental toll on it you. It can. Um, especially when you're pouring into it and you're trying to start and you're maybe not as busy in the beginning. And it kind of feels like, I'm, I mean, we've used this like, saying the last little while on there and it's not in a negative light but almost like whoring yourself out a little bit on social media you have to whore yourself uh, out like we yeah both like, done with, it. like with everything is content and you're pushing everything and um you know everything like everything in the sense of like your business your business yeah saying, to be clear not like genuinely whoring yourself out where it's like and tonight like right like, unless that's your market you're going exactly, for which listen. like more power to you because the only fans world is mind-blowing to me and uh in the feet finder world wild I, crazy uh, insane i yeah anyways yeah but like you have to put yourself out there. You have to put it, you know, you, you have, have to, to do be it. active. You- like we were just talking and, and actually after we finish recording, we're going to head to the salon and we're working with Allie who's building her book. And, um, we're going to talk a little bit more about social media marketing with her while she blow dries our hair and practices. And, um, what we were saying to her was even like her story right now is starting in our industry. Mm-hmm. Right. So we were saying with her branding, that should be a part of her story. Yes. Because then what happens is, is people see you practicing, not just on like heads of hair like ours, but also practicing on like a mannequin. And they want to start to become a part of your story because you're starting out, you're providing good work and people are going to jump on board. Don't think because you're newer to the industry and you're transparent about being newer to the industry that you're going to deter people. The people you're deterring, you shouldn't have been doing their hair to begin with because they're looking for a more seasoned stylist. So speaking candidly, you can't take that personal Mm -mm. because that was never your clientele or your market to begin with. The people that you're looking to to capture right now are the people that are maybe willing to to spend a little less but also are willing to offer you grace because they're spending a little less and grow with you into that next chapter and if you are transparent about this being the beginning of your journey they're going to jump on board and be even more excited because they're starting that journey with you right for sure and you have to I think it's so important like when you're first starting out to make sure that people know that you're just starting out too. Um, that goes back to like the well curated thing. Like you can't sell people on something you don't have the product to sell yet. Excuse me. Or the knowledge, you know, like you cannot come into the industry having just finished nail school or beauty school or whatever it is and pretend like you're a 20 year veteran in the industry. People are going to be like, bitch, you just finished school last week. Like you can't do that. But you can post and you can still post educational content in the sense, maybe not how to do a particular service like to other professionals because you are newer, but you can take that spin on that educational content and be like, 
this is what I learned doing this service. Yeah. You know, obviously like in a more like funny way or like more like, you know, like you don't have to be like today I learned X, Y, and Z, but you can be like, okay, so I was really super nervous going into this. I had all of these feelings, but what I did was X, Y, and Z and the finished product came out fantastic. Right. So you have to spin it so that you still sound like a professional but acknowledging the fact that you are still new. I like, know. I don't even like what, okay, so what about like a day that somebody cancels on you last minute and it's like, oh, I had a cancellation today. So instead I brought in my mannequin and I'm going to practice foiling. Right. I do can't, a time lapse of you practicing foiling. You know right, what I'm I saying? I can't like, tell you how many times, like when I was working in a salon and I was reliant on walk-ins, there were no walk-ins, spoiler alert. So I would sit there and practice on. And we all know how we feel about walk-ins. Yes, anyways. <laughs> but, you know, when you're first starting out, that's normal. You have downtime. Like right. if you're just sitting there on your phone with a sourpuss look on your face during your downtime, you're not having like any growth. But well, if you're sitting there and you're practicing, whether it's on a nail tip or a mannequin head, or you go to a coworker who maybe has a little bit of downtime too and say, Hey, can I do a blowout or whatever on you? Or can I do a treatment? Like I really want to do some content. I highly doubt anyone's going to say no. Right. So you just kind of have to embrace it and go from there. I think that's the biggest thing is like now people enjoy transparency. So don't be scared. There's not going to be any fail in being honest. And honestly, well, I just said honest 18,000 times, but being transparent and honest is going to set you up for success. And tr- instead of trying to sell yourself to be something that you're not like it, it, it's going to create more anxiety, more pressure for you when you get a message from somebody thinking you're maybe at a different point in your career than you right. are asking for something that you know you can't provide, but now it kind of seems like you can provide it based off your social media. So now exactly. you're scared to say no. You don't know how to say no, but hopefully if in the beginning you are transparent and honest about your journey and whatever it is with building your business, then that person might not reach out to you to begin with, which avoids you having to have this uncomfortable conversation to say no to something that you're not comfortable providing yet. Exactly. Or if they do reach out to you because they're looking for a deal, just then you can be honest and just say, listen, I'm not comfortable providing that. However, I could do this instead. And they're either going to say yes and no. Yeah. They're going to come to you and you're going to do it and they're going to love it or they're going to ghost you and you never hear from them again. Right. There's no failure in that. I think the one thing that's become very hard with social media and and we're more seasoned in it. So I think it's maybe a little different for us. But, um, you know, there's a lot of pressure and there's a lot of pressure to perform at your top um, capability right in the beginning. And so I think that definitely is, is very hard. I can't imagine that feeling cause we didn't have to face that starting in our career. No. And I think social media was a more, it grew friendly with us and yeah. supportive place. And it's become a little different. And the fear is, is like, if you mess up somebody's hair or nails, like what are they going to do on like the come down from it? Yeah. Or everything's screenshotable. So the conversations and it, it, I, my whole point is don't put pressure on yourself to be something that you shouldn't be yet. Yeah. And don't feel that you can't be honest about starting in our industry and have that be a part of your content. My biggest advice is if you're coming in and you're starting be just totally transparent and don't put yourself under the pressure of not of trying to market yourself as something that's past your experience level yet. Well, because it's a scary world, but it's going to be a lot less scary heading into it being who you are because you're going to attract the people that belong with you. Right. And as you grow and gain more experience, there's nothing that says that you can't pivot towards that. Exactly. Like people pivot all the time. Mm-hmm. So your social media will just, you know, take a quiet pivot with you. Maybe instead of being like, oh, I practice this foil placement or I practice this nail art. Now you're posting, doing it more on actual clients. And then people will see naturally how you evolved from practice tips or practice mannequin heads or whatever 
it is that you practice on into a more booming clientele Mm -hmm. and they're like oh damn she's getting good let me get in right and i also will offer this one perspective too it because we have a little bit of of a different like each of us come from a different place with social media like i always say and like to every girl that comes into our salon like i will constantly say to sit down with you because you are somebody that has captured that that market so well um but i i come from a place where it's not that i don't like social media but i definitely come from a different place with Mm -hmm. it and so with that being said too there's place for all of us like there's a place for all of us in this industry so i maybe have a different outlook or maybe proceed differently with social media but I also have a full book and I don't take new clients so if you're somebody that maybe connects with it a little bit differently and sometimes you see people with higher followings or you don't feel that connection to do certain things but you want to build at the same time know that you can find your truth and find your way to proceed through it and sometimes that following number isn't going to be the thing that decides if you are going to build a successful business or not. Like, no, definitely. Like you can have a successful book of business and have 200 followers on Instagram. Yes. I think that's my biggest thing. There is definitely something to be said with like getting to 10,000, like you've gotten to, and there's a reason you did it. And it's the way that you did it. And it's the way that you treated social media and you looked at it very, very well and like a business and proceeded that way. Mm -hmm. But there's definitely space for different versions of business within our industry. So if that's not your driving, you know, factor or force, don't think that you're not going to be successful too. However, in the beginning, you do need to be on social media and active. No, for sure. But you have to think about it in the beginning it's a tool. It's yes. a tool to help. It get gets your, your name out you know, there, especially that. So, yeah, I feel like we're gonna talk a lot more about this. Probably, um, we can probably do like a whole part. Uh, yeah, two. I feel like now we, that we got the rants out of our we system. did. I think like <laughs> that's the hard part is like when you you're in this world and it changes a lot. Like you've got a lot to talk about when it comes to yes. social media. So it's, yeah, this is the beginning sure. to of a lot more talks. Yes. Agreed. Yes. And the next episode we're going to be doing live again is what we've yeah. discussed. So um, this is going to be a regular upload. But the next one, tune in for our live. I know. I Which, know. and by discussed, it means we talked about it for two seconds before we started recording. Yeah. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we roll. So yeah. So, But anyways, we can look out on our social medias and we can post a poll again on what people want to hear. Yeah. Because there's a couple of topics that we wanted to cover. Yeah. So For sure. So keep an eye out for that. Yes. And if you have any questions, as always, feel free to DM us at the Beauty Beast Podcast on Instagram. And then you can also email us at thebeautybeastpodcast at gmail.com. Till next time. Till next time.